drinking mud over here. <laughs> what's what's what? welcome to 4:10 Sports Talk? I'm James Haskell, along with my co-host Glenn Martin, and we are here on a, another Tuesday night edition of the show. Excited for this one in particular. Glenn, talk about what we got going on tonight. Something a little extra for the folks. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, we got uh, former Super Bowl champion, uh, Baltimore Raven, Anthony Mitchell, joined the show. Former safety here in Baltimore. Spent a few years here as an undrafted free agent out of Tuskegee College. And, of course, most people see his name a lot in the media as of late because his son, Keaton Mitchell, burst on the scene last week and has really been the, the darling uh, of every national news, uh, sports news station as of late so man excited to get I mean look Anthony Mitchell played on the greatest defense of all time a defense that's being compared to a lot here lately at least around in Baltimore uh with the defense that's currently here and so we, we it'll be awesome to kind of get his take on the comparisons between these two great defenses but also get to learn a little bit about Keaton Mitchell and what kind of guy he is I mean we saw at least glimpses of what type of player he is but uh, it'll be it'll be good to know, uh, like you said, Jimbo. Everybody's on the hype train. We got the conductor right on the show. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait, man. I'm so excited. Like you said, it's crazy because you know I'm sure the headline. Hey, Jimbo, Jimbo, turn down your gain a little bit, dude. You're oh, coming dude, in hot. Sorry, how's that? That's a that's better. It's funny because my gain light was was red. <laughs> dude, you sorry had that, that jacked up, bro. I'm sorry because I move my mixer up and down off the ground for when I'm working. And I think sometimes when I do it, I move it. So apologies. <laughs> it's all good. <coughs> I'm just really excited. That's right. No, uh, no. I was gonna say though, uh, I'm sure for the majority of his of his retired life, the headline has been just like you said, Super Bowl champ. This, but yeah. right now it's Keith Mitchell's dad. Yep, that's right. Like, and that's, and I tell you what, I got, I can't wait to ask him what feels. What feels better, you know, going through that as the player or go, or watching your son do mm. what he did on l- last Sunday? I mean, I think you already know the answer, right? I do, but he climbed to the highest of heights. You're talking yeah. Super Bowl with the best defense of all time. Yeah. Uh, playing with next, you know, a couple of years later, he got to play with a rookie Ed Reed right next to him, like mm-hmm. making picks with Ed Reed next to him. I mean, this is... Look, this is the real question. Are we about to go two for two for Mitchell's winning Super Bowls with the Baltimore Ravens? You know what I'm saying? It feels like it might be one of those years here in Baltimore. Mm. Uh, hey, and, by I mean, the way, are you taking that trade? Oh, I'm taking it. Are you? I have to. I mean, did I already you? did. Did you? Okay. Mm. I've been on the horn. Yeah, we've been we've been talking. But anyway, look, they're not here to listen to me. I don't do any of that stuff. I should probably start sometime, huh? Well, this is my first one I've ever pulled off. Mm. Ever. Not this year. Ever. That's right, Bobby. That's right, Bobby. Taking a little risk. Somebody fell for the bundle, Glenn. Wait, no, you fell for the bundle. No, no you I'm, gave I'm, up the bundle. I gave up the bundle. I gave up the bundle. Old bundle right? trade. I think it's a fair trade. But anyway, look, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about your Baltimore Ravens. Uh, we're, we're, you know, I, I can't wait to have Cole on also later on in the show yeah, to get his yeah. opinion on what he saw. I know he was he was super hype about what he saw from the offensive line. Uh, so I got to get his take on on yeah. all things big slobber knocker. Uh, but Jimbo, I got to ask your opinion because we got some tough ones coming up, uh, yep. with two division games back to back. And I, I saw somebody mentioned it and I even commented back to them in the comments earlier. I, I think it was Ryan, um, mentioned that he's not as worried about the Browns as much mm-hmm. as it's back to back AFC Short North week. opponents in five days stretch. It's I mean, dude, I just got tickets to the Browns game. Tiny and I are going. 
Nice. Congratulations. Cool. Yeah, we're excited. Cool. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm nerd. Yeah, he did us dirty, man. You know, you come off one North matchup to play the Bengals in a Thursday night game. It's like, hmm, I wonder if they really like Joe Burrow. You You think so? Well, look, I just saw that Jamar Chase is dealing with some sort of a back issue, which, (coughs) you know, I I think when you remove him from the equation, it really changes their offense in a big, big way. You take that speed threat off the field. Well, that is true, but Mm -hmm. he hasn't done much against us. Exactly. With, with him, they don't yeah, do that's much. What I'm saying. But Even without him, him, they do less. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just yeah. hope that they're as equally beat up from their Sunday game that we are. Wait, who do they Mavericks. play on Sunday? Is it like a high school team or something? I'm guessing. No, nah, it's the Texans, if I remember. Who the Texans uh, are yeah, playing? Yeah, not well. a high school team. So yeah, no. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, but I do think that uh, they they're, they're going to be the heavy favorite in that game. Yeah. Gratefully so, the way they're playing yeah. lately. Uh, just real no quick though, how good do the Texans smell now in comparison to like 24 months ago? Dude, D'Amico Ryan's what a great hire! You get a guy who is from, I mean, former All Pro there, and you get him to totally change the culture. They draft the right guy at quarterback. They put a vet in the room with him with Case Keenum, who's just nurturing the young fella. Uh, and then they surround him with a bunch of talent. So yeah, and they oh, nailed their first. Him. Who's the other kid that they took? Will <sighs> Anderson. Yeah, Will Anderson. And then Tank, I mean, even later in the rank, round, tank, yeah. later, <coughs> Tank has played well. Yeah, they got some players, man. And, they, yeah, they got the right leaders in each room. Anyway, this is not a Texans podcast. But, Jimbo, do you want to give a second to flex a little bit on your success over the weekend? Yeah, any flex? Oh, oh, you want me to? All right, I'll a show it flex. off, dude. What's up? Bro? Oh, I didn't know oh. you had it. Are you wearing it? My oh, man, dude. No, I just got it in my office drawer because I got to figure out what to – I have – this is how ridiculous I am. I have a bag. It's a trash bag, but I have a trash bag full of all my running paraphernalia. Okay. Like my medals and we got to get you a you duffel know, bag bibs and stuff like that. Well, I hope to one day have my office and like be able ah. to put it up on the wall somewhere, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that's right. I, I, I felt the love and, and, and cheers of all you guys out there on Saturday, Sunday. And, uh, yeah, broke my, uh, my personal best in the mm-hmm. half marathon. And uh, gotten the got twenty sixth out of four hundred and fifty people. I think it's pretty dang on good. Not bad at all. How was that pace? It's, how was that pace, Jimbo? Seven oh six, baby. Went from a seven forty four to a seven oh six is my personal best. So, uh, dude, I'll take it, man. Take it. I'm just scratching the surface. Oh yeah, did you lose? But yeah, it was a great race. It was a beautiful race. I'd recommend anyone that's interested in uh, visiting the Northeast go to Coastal Rhode Island, like Newport, Bristol area. It was a beautiful race, beautiful time. I told Glenn that uh, I definitely, definitely took some souls in the second lap, and uh, it was. I had an absolute blast doing it. The Baltimore dog came out in me in the second lap, and uh, I was showing the waspy folks from Rhode Island what was up, dude. So it was a good time. I appreciate you allowing me to, 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 I appreciate you indulging me. Anyway, can you, are you back? Nope. You're still not back. What about your red button? Hey, congratulations, Jimbo. You're an absolute monster. I mean, holy smokes. This guy is a different level, but I I do got to ask you also about a story popping up this week in Cleveland. I got to get your, your uh, gauge, your nervousness on this because, uh, the Cleveland missing? Browns made a pretty big roster move today. They signed James Prochet to their active roster. Oh, also gosh. practice squad. Well, hold on. What are your thoughts on, on the fact that, you know, look, he's got some intel. 
He's got uh, some definites. He can he can fill that middle in our scheme and and maybe some weaknesses in our per, our personnel. Any ner- Any what, what do you think about that for James Prochet? Active roster. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, really. I mean, <laughs> I mean, no. First of all, I'm, you don't think they got the bright light in his face right now? Yeah, but that's okay. That's fine. I'm not. Okay. It doesn't right. bother me. I just don't think that. I don't know. Nah, I'm 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 not concerned at all. Obviously, I'm not concerned about what he's going to be doing offensively, and I'm not. I mean, well, James is a nice game guy. plan for him. I guarantee it. Wait, you I, think that, they're that, gonna try and get him in the end zone? Yeah, that's fine when it's thirty to seven. <laughs> like, get him in the end zone. Sure. I mean, you don't, you don't think he's gonna be out there? Uh, Am I really watching Dirk Nowitzki and Jason Kidd play each other in pickleball on ESPN's main channel? Nah, dude. ESPN's main channel is Dirk Nowitzki against Jason Kidd <laughs> playing pickleball. Okay, sorry, that's just distracted. That's embarrassing. You know, when you need new content, they need to call us up, dude. Just call us up if you need some content. Like, dude. oh man, we'll get the crowd excited. We're better than we're better than Dirty Dirk and the kid playing pickleball. Dude, he's a huge guy to play pickleball. I mean, I mean, he's and got his, the wingspan. Dude, his lateral movement is garbage. He can't yeah, be any good except his wingspan. I mean, his ankle's destroyed. And plus, he's older. You know, this isn't a well, young guy. Right. There's you know? no way Jason. If Jason Kidd loses, it's only because he's out of shape. And he looks fine. I mean, look, yeah. he's a coach still, so he shouldn't be uh, out of shape. I think. Uh, let's see. Asmodeus uh, has I something can't to say read here. About that. <laughs> this past Sunday was special. Coming in, the hot. first time I watched football with my dad, uh, who's recovered from a stroke. Shout out! That's yeah. awesome. Uh, icing on the cake was him complimenting the Ravens. He doesn't compliment lightly. Well, that that is awesome to hear. I appreciate you sharing. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it sounds like he's a uh, he's an old school football fan, and he's just not ready to just give out flowers for anybody. So the mm-hmm. fact that. He's giving them out to the to the Ravens. I think certainly says something about what this team is doing. They look to be the best. And Jimbo, I'm going to ask you the same thing. I'm going to ask Cole a little bit later because I know Cole doesn't just watch the Ravens. Who right now, when you look around the league, because they got you know the AFC. I'm going to ask you more about the AFC. Who is your is the team that has you the most nervous? Like, yeah. uh, obviously the, the Chiefs, Chiefs are the. Is it that's it? Yeah, it's the Chiefs. I mean the Bengals. It's the Chiefs and the Bengals. For some reason, I'm not too nervous about Philly this year. I'm not really nervous about anyone in the NFC because I just don't think they're very battle-tested throughout the season. I don't think there's very... I mean, and I guess some people could say some things, the same thing about the Ravens, but I think just getting through the gauntlet of the AFC North alone mm-hmm. is plenty of battle-testing. I'm not... I don't think that the Dolphins are real. I don't think that the Bills are very real. They're kind of stuck in the middle, in my opinion. They beat up on bad teams, but... And they have some good wins, but they've lost to some... You know, Josh Allen has got his own struggles, and and it is what it is there. But and they're they're reaching at this point. I think their window is coming to an end, uh, at least as the teams configured today. So yeah, I'm most concerned about the the Chiefs because the I mean Mahomes is he today's like Brady, and does does Lamar end up being second fiddle in the story? I'm always trying to figure out the story. Mm-hmm. Right, like, mm-hmm. what's the story arc? For Not the, the script, the story. Not the script, right? But what can the NFL take advantage of from a story, like from a entertainment perspective, right? Yeah. You know, yeah and how long? How long is Mahomes going to be the gravy train? You know what I'm and, saying? And, and how long are we riding this Taylor Swift movement? 
Right. All the, yeah. yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's my concern. What about you though? No, I mean, I, I think the Chiefs right now, they, they have to be the biggest concern, but I will say this, their offense looks to be the least potent offense yeah. that I remember them having in this, in this run, like their defense, their defense looks good though. So, you know, I guess it, it kind of might, it might balance itself out, but it looks like they don't trust their wide receivers. And so it's Travis Kelsey and the guys and they have no run game. So Pacheco's not getting those lanes because look, they, they got, they got a bunch of guys. They changed up a lot <laughs> on their offensive line. And look, we're not the biggest o, uh, Orlando Brown jr. Guys, but I do recognize the fact that he can run block and yeah. the guy, they, the, the guys they have, there are struggling to open up lanes for the running back. And I, so I don't think this is a Pacheco issue. I think it's a running back issue. I mean, a, a offensive line issue and, and a receivers issue. So they don't trust the receivers and their offensive line isn't playing as well, both in run or pass. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I think they're vulnerable more so this year than last or than, than the last few. And yeah, I'm, I'm with you at Buffalo, man. Turnover machine. Dude, I sent you that graphic every year. He extends his record of turnovers since mm -hmm. he's been in the league. He's got the most picks this year. He's got the most picks since he's been in the league. He's got the most picks since any year you add it's him. So Man, and they can't run the ball, and they think Lenny Fournette's going to make them a running team. Like they don't get that it's 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 organizational. It's it's uh, right. it's, it's a their mindset. philosophy. It's a commitment. It's yeah, ah, yeah. The I mean, I you remember like I, I anyway. I'm not gonna I'm gonna take the high road today. I've never been a Josh Allen guy. That's true. You never, never have. You questioned never have. him out of Wyoming. I questioned the low uh, the low uh, reception percentage in at Wyoming. Yeah, like yeah. Mm. Wyoming against guys who will never even come close. Right, like his stiffest opponent was BYU. Ooh. <laughs> like <laughs> problem. Oh, here you we know go. What I mean? Eddie opportunity takes shots at BYU. Yeah, man. I mean, I, but you know that's stiffest competition. And and look, but um, yeah. no, I mean, yeah. So uh, there was something else I was going to ask you though, um. Yeah, I mean, with the Mahomes thing, I, I I agree. They're so dependent on their backs to to produce like wide receivers, and you know, not exactly, but in that sort of way, right? Like to make that offense move. Mm -hmm. It's, but <clears throat> yeah, they they just make me nervous because they're the Chiefs. Like, but I, dude, our our defense is so dang good. It is good. It is, it, and and their defense looks pretty damn special as well. You know, <laughs> I I think right now the team that has me the it's funny, like I think the best team outside of us in the AFC is the Bengals, but yeah, they don't scare me as much as the Chiefs because I think we kind of have their number. At mm -hmm. least, like I feel like our DC kind of has their OC's number, yeah. and Munkin, you know, he had he had uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm blanking on their DC's name right now, but he had him absolutely Wait, clueless. Oh shoot, I forgot his name. Too. Uh, Vic or Anna Anna Root. I can't remember his name, but he, he's getting a lot of love too, as far as a head coach possibility yeah. this off season with Mike McDonald. But I, to me, it's like, I, I think they're the best team, but I'm not as scared of them as, as I am of, of the chiefs because of Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, and, and Joe Burrow just doesn't strike the fear into my soul like he does. But, uh, I, I, AFC is stacked, man, but I just think the AFC North is just ridiculous, bro. And I just wonder, it like gets to the point where, Bat, like yeah we have the best division and it's like battle hardened and all that but also like isn't it to a point where you, you get kind of beat up by your own division a little bit that's the only thing that has me worried is that 
we got so many damn good teams. We got to play all these guys again that, you know, this is going to be a dog fight with all of them. And you start to wonder if the AFC North will kind of start to cannibalize itself. Yeah, it is a problem, right? Because by the time you get there, if you're already limping, mm-hmm. right? I mean, look at the look at the way the 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 Patriots had success for all those years, right? They had a, a cream puff of a division, and then they'd get the home game. They'd have to win, what, two home games to get to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yep. You know, that's basically what it was, right? So it, it'd be nice to, to have a little bit of that. And it does make it tough being the AFC North, that's for sure. It's just Quan says, Stanley, Tyler, Marlon, Marcus, Mollette was all out. W two, huh? W Is that I, back up. It's still up. Oh, there it goes. It took a second. Uh, Stanley it was all out week two, week two, week two. Week oh, two. right, right, right. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. taxes over here. I'm like, W2. that's true. We were we were way less healthy in our first yeah. matchup than we mm-hmm. are heading into this one. Well, at least as of right now, things could change certainly. But uh, yeah, I mean that's a good point. They, this is the the Ravens' health is certainly trending in the right direction right but, now. But things can change quickly. We also should not overlook, obviously, the Browns, right? Like, this will be our first matchup um, to, with, with, against Deshaun Watson. He didn't play the last game. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, there's obviously that factor. And, Does that I make mean, you I, more nervous? Or would you would you be more nervous if they still had, uh, oh, man, what, P.J. Walker at quarterback? It's crazy because sometimes, like, it kind of sounds like you're trolling. Yeah. But... I don't you know. Let him the two wins, right? I, I, I mean, ultimately, he's ultimately Deshaun Watson is a better football player, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah. But there's something to be said about being a leader of that team. I've said it a million times, and yeah, he's just in a predicament. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It, that's going to be interesting. Of course, you saw Garrett, Garrett, Garrett. Oh my gosh, what's the kids? Miles Garrett. He said oh, today yeah. uh, he he'd take Joe over Lamar. Um, you believe it? Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Hey, let's, uh, let's get our first guest in here then. Yeah, let's you know do what it. I mean? Let's, uh, let's, let's welcome back to the show, film guru and all around Twitter warrior, uh, <laughs> for, for on the good guy side, by the way, let's welcome back to the show. Host of rogue Raiders on YouTube, Cole Jackson. Let's see if I can get back. the, let's see if I can get the, the balloons or anything to show up. Nope. Let's see. Look, like I missed the start of the show. What's going on over there? Well, his 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 computer will sometimes react to generate, certain hand gestures yeah. and generate uh, balloons and give oh, there, there it goes. There it goes. For goal. Yeah. It's so weird. And we yeah, we don't know. So cheers to you, my friend. Apparently the peace sign on his generates balloons and confetti. So there it is. VIP. That's right. <laughs> that's right. But uh appreciate you. Uh yes, I am, Jimbo. Yes, I am about your 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 comment there. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm excited to get you on here because man, I mean, I know you must have been having just <laughs> as much fun as the rest of us watching that absolute beatdown of a talented. Seattle Seahawks team. I mean, mm-hmm. first of all, before I dive into any specific players, just what's your reaction of the Ravens just manhandling them? It feels like 2019 again, where we can just chill. Like I, I remember I told you guys that during, uh, during the Lions game in the fourth quarter, I was on the treadmill getting a run in uh, on Sunday. I went to watch the game with a couple of my buddies. We were just outside cooking burgers, you know, in the fourth <laughs> quarter, I'm just like kind of watching the game. Um, it's just a huge difference from the last couple of years where every game came down to the last minute, the sweats, the, you know, basically what those, that Steelers game was, or the Colts game was, that was kind of the, the flashback. So it's been great. I mean, I love it. Uh, 
you know, this is a team where I want to see them dominate teams. I think they have that type of potential and uh, what they're doing on defense is just mind blowing. I just literally finished recording before I hopped in here. Um, their pass rush. We were, I'm sure we're going to get into it, but it's so fun to watch right now. And what Mike McDonald is doing to these offense or these quarterbacks, it's, it's mental. It's mental to watch. Love it. It's mental. No, it, it is a lot of fun. Um, Cole, I got to, ask you about uh the big guys up front tyler linderbaum keeps getting a lot of love i'm um, starting to get some national pub um one of my questions is is there a considerable drop off when morgan moses is not there and mccary's at right when mccary's at right not left but right <laughs> i mean mccary just had uh, he had an eraser game he had zero pressures allowed um he, he does this every time he steps in, right? Game one is always flawless. And uh, I don't, I don't, he's just that kind of guy where he can come off the bench and, and just put in a good performance. So um, there was no drop off in this game. That's for sure. Um, but he just, he's proven that when it's kind of week over week uh, guys figure him out, like he came in in week two and absolutely shut down Trey Hendrickson, one of the best in the business. Um, and you know, it's not like he was going against slouches this weekend, uh, the Seahawks had, they were second to the to the Ravens in the NFL in sacks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the team absolutely balled out. Um, but McCary coming in, doing a great job. Moses is going to get his job back when he's back. But you got to just give so much credit to Patrick McCary, who is as selfless, as humble, as hardworking. Um, and, you know, he <laughs> steps in every week, it seems like, and makes a difference in one way or another. It's just truly impressive. Yeah. yeah, no doubt he's a, he's an easy guy to root for. Uh, but I, you touched on on Linderbaum a little bit there, Jimbo. I wanted to ask and give Cole an opportunity. What he was pretty good last year, Cole, but he had some 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 issues or some areas I should say that he needed to attack in the offseason. So what's the biggest difference between rookie Tyler Linderbaum and second year Tyler Linderbaum? Absolutely. And teaser for you guys, he's going to be on the lounge tomorrow. I believe the episode will come out on Thursday. So go check out that interview. Um, I sent Ryan a couple of questions to ask him because I'm trying to tease out a little bit if uh, if Tyler, I'll kind of go into the details. But I just I put a video out. So if you guys want to see the film and and, and see the specifics um, on road graders this morning, 9 a.m. drop, uh, I put out the Tyler Linderbaum video because I really want to focus on the two areas that I see the biggest jump from year one to year two. And so the first is the way he's processed stunts. It was a bit of an issue uh, last year where he was kind of late. This year, and I mean, the Seahawks run their defense a lot like the Ravens where, um, you know, they're using stunts or manufacturing pressures. Um, they had Jordan Brooks and Bobby Wagner were combined for like nine sacks uh, going into this game. So a lot like the way the Ravens use Roquan and Patrick Queen. So they're doing a lot of that stunt action, sim pressure, guys coming from all over. So seeing Tyler be able to react um, and pick up stunts all day. It was a thing of beauty. And then the second piece that I think stood out the most to people was just the way he anchored uh, in one-on-one opportunities against the big nose tackle. So this week he went against Jaron Reed and you saw it last year. He struggled a little bit against Quinn and Williams, a little bit against Dexter Lawrence guys that every center in the NFL, uh, I think just because he was a first round pick and had all the attention around him being an undersized guy, I think people over amplified it in my opinion, but his pass protection has caught up to his run blocking and you're getting a truly, truly, truly <laughs> center. Now he's, he's top three, 
I would say he's, I, I think he's past Creed Humphrey in my opinion. Uh, this year it's, it's him, it's Jason Kelsey and it's uh, Ryan Kelly from the Colts. Who's put together a hell of a year. So that's who I think the top three are right now. Yeah. And just from my uh, novice eye, he just looks so much stronger this year too. Like he just looks able to handle uh, the strength from the other players, absorb it a bit better. And, uh, and looks stronger. Same thing with McCarry. McCarry looks stronger to me this year considerably. Might be that new strength and conditioning we got going on over there. Um, yeah. F minuses, you know, might be, might have something to do with it. But I'll, I got to ask you this uh, because you mentioned that it is reminiscent of 2019. That being said, Lamar Jackson only threw for what, a buck 80? Mm-hmm. In this game, yep, no touchdowns, no rushing, nor passing. The most exciting thing for me about this team is that the difference fundamentally about the performances and the way the games look is that Lamar doesn't have to be a superhero for us to just simply dominate and be the most efficient player. Like we've ever seen wear purple and black for us to have a game like this. Uh, Do you feel the same way too? Like, I feel like we are not playing in a way that is unsustainable. We're very much playing the way that we should be. Our execution is just high right now. To your point, there's no easier way to prove that than just looking at the way they're running their run game. It's not, you go back to 2019, everything was an option concept. Everything Mark Ingram did so well, it was, and even Gus, when he came in in relief, it was off those options, right? Where Lamar's still a factor. Uh, On Sunday, they just ran zone a lot. And uh, like a lot of Keaton Mitchell's big gains were just zone and Lamar's not really part of it because... And, and, and I mean, a ton of credit to Todd Munkin. I was pretty hard on him uh, in the first half of the Cardinals game last week. Um, drove me nuts. Only seven called runs in that first half when they basically played with seven DBs and just kind of sat outside the box. The Seahawks did the same thing. And you're seeing them, res- you're seeing the defense respect Lamar and the pass catchers. They're emptying the box. And this week, credit to Todd Munkin. He just beat that drum till the wheels fell off and they ran for 300 yards. So it's one of those things where if they're going to let you run for 300 yards, you run for 300 yards. Um, at no point did I ever feel the pet, the run game was forced. So uh, I think that's the most important thing. Well, before we get to uh, Keaton Mitchell, I got to ask about Rashad Bateman. He ends the day with three catches, but was close on some big plays that him and Lamar weren't able to connect on. What, What's, what are you seeing from Rashad Bateman? What's, what do you expect his role and productivity to look like going forward? I was actually really happy with Rashad. I, I just put out a video at 2 o'clock uh, taking a look at all five of his targets. And uh, those he, he had two. He caught three of five. And the two incomplete passes where he was targeted were both the deep shots, uh, but both deep shots that he got open on. So I think that's encouraging. Um, I said it here last week. I really wanted to see them unlock that deep passing game and take advantage of that. Um, So to see them come out and try and do that uh, on the first one, I just thought the safety rotated a little too hard and Lamar just kind of, it was one of those, you guys remember Joe used to do this all the time where he'd kind of air one out and it'd go like 15 yards over the guys. It was just mm-hmm. a throw away, but he just, rather than throw it out of bounds, he would just kind of throw it downfield. That's what I saw in the first one. Cause the, the top safety was ro- rolling over. Um, and then the second one, Lamar just missed simple as that. And so, uh, you know, Bateman didn't have as much space on that second one. Um, he didn't, you know, beat him at, beat his corner as cleanly. Uh, but I think the other thing about Bateman that people should be encouraged with were his three catches were both, three, you know, nice catches. It wasn't just the routine drags that he had been catching. He had the one where he ran, he was running like an, uh, an up and in 
and uh, Lamar had to scramble and he kind of came back and Lamar to his credit. And I, this is in the video. He threw it into the soft spot of zone where only Rashad Bateman, cause there was three defenders. Um, so it's a difficult catch where Bateman has to come completely up over his head, but Lamar had to put it there cause there was no other target. So credit Bateman for going up and extending, getting that ball. Um, and then, you know, he had that other one where he was running across and it was kind of, thrown low and short because again that it was bobby wagner was standing in front of him it was the only angle he had bateman gets down there sticky fingers catches it i think those are the types of confidence builders you want to see um because if he's you know after the drops you know you're a little nervous everything is harder to catch and so to see him you know catch difficult ones that's making me think the confidence is back and that's how you build that trust with lamar to kind of keep those targets coming your way yeah i like that yeah i mean bateman has has made you know definitely in this game and throughout the season I think he's made some really nice hands catches that go a little uh under the radar but this is my question Cole if you back up take look at the team 30,000 foot view what's next like Glenn and I were talking about not wanting to peak I mean you know not wanting to peak too soon and I think a lot of that comes down to coaching and and mind frame and and things like that but you're the coach, you know, put, put your, your John Harbaugh hat on your, your Todd Munkin or even Mike, Mike McDonald hat on and say, all right, what are we, what are we doing this week? Right. To improve upon last week. Yeah. I think the big thing we're going to have to see this week is to continue to be able to run that ground game. And basically what I want to see from the Ravens is until teams start stacking that box, keep running the football, but here's the key. And this is where I think the next step is going to be. Because it's going to happen. There's going to be a week. It's probably going to be against the Steelers because they always match up well with us where that box is going to get crammed and we're only going to beat that defense by pushing the ball downfield, the offensive line holding up. And, you know, can this offense adjust to that essentially commitment from the defense to the run game? So what can they make that adjustment and then implement that game plan? And can Todd Munkin make that adjustment quick? And so we've kind of seen the opposite the last couple of weeks where against Arizona, you know, they've kind of emptied the box and he struggled to adjust the game plan this week. We saw the exact same thing where, you know, if we ran spread, it was a five man box, a six man box. So it's like run it down their throat. Um, but bet to Todd's credit, he did it better. So now the opposite of that, the antithesis to that, once they're crowding that box, can we push the ball downfield successfully and efficiently because that's the thing about Lamar he leads the league in completion percentage mm. um and that's the type of move where I don't think and I mean you couldn't do this in 2019 either because of what Lamar was doing in the air but even more so now they're throwing the ball so efficiently that you can't just if they line up and spread you can't just pack the box like you have to respect them so just continually seeing them and this was kind of the next step in the offense, you know, and they weren't able to do it, um, you know, against the Titans in the playoff game where they, they needed to push the ball downfield and you had the drops from Seth Roberts and the drops from, you know, uh, but their pass catchers are better now. Lamar is even better now. Like everyone's gotten better. Um, we need that pass protection to hold up and we need guys to make plays um, in the pass catcher room. Mm, all right. Yeah, now we got it. We got to talk about the star of the day. I mean, the only running back to go into triple digits this past weekend, Keaton Mitchell, absolutely burst onto the scene. And I mean, it seems like he's bringing a different element to this run game that you were talking about. And, and so, I just want to give you an opportunity. What did you see from Keaton Mitchell? What what makes him unique to the backfield? And, and what kind of role do you see him carving out for himself? 
Absolutely. Uh, the thing that I criticized him the most in the preseason, and I mean, I've, he was impressive, so it's not like I was down on him or anything. Uh, but what I wanted to see from him was hard running between the tackles. Essentially, everything from Keaton in the preseason was outside the tackle. Even if it was an inside run, he'd bounce it, right? Um, so, you know, I wanted to see inside zone concepts, you know, counter concepts, that sort of thing, where he's running inside the tackle. And I wanted to see that be effective. And that's exactly what we saw on Sunday. And just the creativity, the vision, his cadence, where he's, you know, gear shifting, going up to the line, being patient, waiting for blocks to set up. Um, You know, Gus and Justice Hill are completely different body styles, but they're similar runners in the sense that, they hit the gap and they just hit the gap. Right. And you know, that's what make Gus, that's what's always made Gus so special. That's why he works so well on those option co- concepts where you're kind of freezing the defense because he's just going to right into the gap. Keaton Mitchell's kind of the curveball to that. You know, there's your fastball. This is your curveball because Keaton's going to get up there and you've seen it a couple times where, you know, he's up, he takes a couple steps, he gears down and then, you know, he hits it back to the right. Um, so seeing his ability to kind of make those reads hit those cuts, um, the way he gets small in the gap, he hits it hard, his acceleration and burst. I mean, we knew that was special, but just seeing it on display on Sunday um, was great to see. So, I mean, he's just a completely different type of runner. And I think it's the best way of looking at it is being a really good curveball to a good fastball. I think, you know, that's tough sledding against this running game now with two different style of runners and Gus and Keaton Mitchell. And I expect we'll slowly see justice Hill phased out a little bit. Um, you know, I think it's going to become the Gus and Keaton Mitchell show down the, down the road. Yeah. I think it's really cool that both of these guys are undrafted, uh, players, undrafted backs. So shout out to the Ravens, uh, scouting department and front office for identifying and, and, you know, nurturing these guys, Adam 78, uh, kind of to your point there, Cole says, do you believe Mitchell has earned the number two running back spot? due to Hill with a, with a fumble in three straight games. I mean, yeah, that's another issue as well. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I, I think I agree. What, what kind of, you know, if you had to break it down from a percentage standpoint, say there's just as an arbitrary number, there's 30 run, you know, rushes to be handed out in the, in, in the Browns game, right? Like how many of these you see going to Keaton? I think it's going to be like, cause you got to factor in Lamar too. Cause he's still going to run a little bit, but I mean, let's say 30 cold runs where we're taking yeah. out Lamar's scrambles, right? 14 to Gus, 10 to Mitchell, <laughs> six to Lamar. Yeah. But then you have no Hill. Right. And so it's yeah. like, where's, where's that going to happen? And that's where, you know, I'm not a, I'm a big fan of committees because again, I think the different style of runners you can get involved is important. Not a big fan of three man committees. I want to kind of slowly put Hill back to the depth pass protection um, uh, special teams role. He was in, you know, back in the day when they were healthy in that room. I think that's Hill in his best spot. If he has a couple plays here and there, that's where I think you can get some explosiveness out of him. But you know, the him and Lamar at the mesh point, I don't know what the hell's going on, but the fumbles are just baffling because it's not, the reason I do think it's Hill's fault is because we haven't seen issues at the mesh point with any other running back except Justice Hill. And they've been running mesh point 
handoffs since 2018. Mm-hmm. And that there, there have been fumble issues, but not at the mesh point. In fact, that was always what was so impressive in 2019 when you're getting Hill running with them, you know, or not Hill, sorry, Ingram running with them, Gus running with them, so much of those option concepts, but no fumbles at the mesh point. It was because they had it down pat. And so just to see Hill come in and then issues pop up, hard to not blame the running back in that context. Yeah. 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 No doubt. It, it It's uh, the common denominator. And, that, and that's a, certainly a problem. Uh, Cole, I gotta, I gotta ask you, have you heard anything about what's going on with David Ajabo? We, we saw John not willing to really comment on it. What's going on. It, can, can Ravens fans expect to see him at some point? I don't think we're going to see him back. Uh, something's weird's mm-hmm. going on. It's kind of like when I'm, when I ask around nonstop about Tyus Bowser and I can't even get an answer. And then the weird stuff kind of happened a few weeks ago. It's kind of the same thing with Ojabo. And so I'm wondering if we're not going to see him the rest of the year. I mean, I I'm not, that's not like I, no one's confirmed that with me, but I'm just comparing the vibe I get when I ask around. Um, it's pretty similar to when I was asking about Bowser and now it's November and we don't even know what Bowser's injury is. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. It's unfortunate because Van Noy, Clowney and Owe are, balling out right now imagine adding two more guys about like that's a situation where you get three or four of those guys on the field at any given time and do that with mike mcdonald's creativity be insane um so unfortunately i'm just not sure they're gonna see him this year Mm. and i will say there's there if, if he was truly hurt outside the organization like in a a bowser sorry i'm referring to because yeah i don't think his injury came with the ravens there are like, I don't think legally he can say anything. He can't disclose injury information if it wasn't with the team. So that's also being kind of considered within all of this, not relevant, but to Ojabo, but just to, to Bowser's injury. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, well, let me, let me ask you one last question. It's about the NFL in general. We're the AFC. I, I know you don't just watch the Ravens. What, what's your take on, who is the Ravens' biggest competition as you see it through the through uh, what week nine of the uh, of the season here? I can't stop thinking about that Steelers loss, but I can't bring myself to say them. Um, no, I would say I, I'm worried about that Bengals game. I'm worried about uh, you know, but at the same time, Mike McDonald's or matched up with them really well. I don't necessarily fear the Bills. I think we match up really well with them. Mahomes is an interesting one, but I just, it's hard to think he's got the pass catchers, but credit the Chiefs because that defense has gotten really mm-hmm. stout. So, I mean, the Chiefs are going to be a tough out with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. That's, there's no doubt about that. I think it's the Bengals. Um, I think they're the true threat in the AFC. Um, Miami? You know, Any, anything about Miami? Yeah. Again, I think we match up well with them. Uh, yeah. You know, what the what what Miami does so well is create explosive plays with those pass catchers, and the Ravens' defense has been one of the best in the league at limiting explosive plays. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way they like they're not they're okay giving up plays, right? Like they'll give you yards, but then when you get down inside, not even inside the red zone, I'd say like inside the forty, where they can use the end zone to their advantage because you can only run so far. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're using that as like a twelfth defender, right? Um, so you know, I would say they match up well with them in that sense, where they can kind of suffocate them down in the red zone. And I think their D line matches up really well against that O line to stop the run game when they can't, you know, just focus on pushing the ball down to Waddle and uh, Hill. So 
And that's kind of what we saw the Chiefs do to them on uh, on Sunday morning. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens as this season develops. But of course, we need to make sure our guys stay healthy and uh, and you know and keep winning. Any uh, predictions for this Browns game before we let you go, Cole? I think it's going to be low scoring. I'm expecting like one of those tough kind of like AFC North 2017 type games. Um, you got two of the top three defenses in the league right now. Um, you know, I don't know if the Ravens are going to be able to get those short fields that they got in the early contest when they blew that one out. Um, so I'm going to go with a tight physical football game. I hate how it sets up for having, you know, Cincinnati four days later on Thursday. It's yeah. just, even though they're both home games, it just, it feels like it's setting up for, you know, a physical game against the Browns. And then you're kind of banged up, just kind of doing walkthroughs and practice. And then, oh shit, we got the Bengals on Thursday. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to see that. But at the same time, you know what? I thought that was going to happen with the Seahawks. I said the Ravens would win by three. They won by 34. So what the hell do I know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be a fun one. But Cole, thanks so much for joining yeah. us. We'll look forward to hearing from you. Uh, next Tuesday, guys, again, if you have not done so, go over to Road Graders on YouTube. Yep. S subscribe, hit the like button. <laughs> we will make you a smarter football fan. Thanks so much for joining us, Cole. We'll see you next week. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate your chat. Peace out, guys. All right, Cole, you going to give us your best? Caca! Caca! <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love the effort. I'll say that. That's an F for effort. <laughs> uh, have a good one, Cole. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Good. Hey, at least he was a good sport about it. He gave it a try. He did. He did. He did. Kind of more like a seagull, but guys, we're 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 wondering the same thing you guys are in the chat. Uh looks like I don't know what's going on. Oh wait, on, wait, but... wait, uh, wait, uh, uh, wait, uh, wait, uh, wait, uh, wait. Uh, Man, uh, my bad lost track of time still on. I was oh. waiting for the link. Hold on. Um Yeah. Hold on. The link. I should probably shouldn't have read that out loud. That's okay. You didn't say anything. Uh you didn't you didn't read those the numbers at least that would have been yeah. awkward okay so guys on the way on the way guys don't uh uh anthony mitchell is on the way thank goodness message is back in just the nick of time i can certainly appreciate that um but yeah it Come looks on. like cole cole was smiling from ear to ear uh just thinking about that tape i, I did have an opportunity to check out some of the videos that cole put up and, uh, man, I mean, it, it's hard not to get excited about what this group is doing, especially when you consider how good they've been in the trenches on both sides of the ball. I mean, we talk about it all the time. you got to be good in the trenches. And if your offensive line can stay healthy, can build continuity, which is what they're doing right now, it, I mean, it's looking better and better every week. And then the defense is just playing out of this world. You know, I, I asked him, I asked Cole about my, matching up with guys like or teams like Miami, and I think that – they rely on crazy speed, right? They rely on Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and A-Chan and Mostert, all these guys, and Cedric Wilson Jr., all these guys that can hit these crazy, crazy uh, fast speeds. But the problem is we got the fastest defense in football, so mm -hmm. we can match them with speed. But the but what I don't know if they can match is the physicality. I mean, they're beat up on the offensive line. Armstead's been out, left tackle. And so – that's the question. Like, yeah, you can have all those fast, you know, those fancy toys on the outside, but if you can't protect Tua, can't keep him upright, it doesn't matter how fast they can run down the field because your quarterback's not going to have time to get rid of it. Um, so I really like how everything is uh, is kind of shaping up for the Ravens. I think it's it's, it's looking like right now. Think the stars are aligning, Jimbo. Yeah. I sorry. I'm I'm really having a hard time focusing here because I'm I'm. 
Making sure we're good and prepped. Sorry, I apologize, but I agree All with good. you. I'm not. I, I'm not. DK's uh, working. DK's working. Yeah, yeah. Right. I appreciate DK. I uh, look. I can't um, type and talk at the same time because I'm a chimp. But um, he's on the Cincy Jungle right now. Who is? Huh? Huh? Come on now. Don't say that. No, it ain't true. It ain't true. I say. Hey, it ain't so. It ain't so. Uh, um, no, no, but, but I was going to say, I, I mean, I agree with you 100% in that Miami doesn't really scare me. Yeah, the, it's the Bengals and the Chiefs and the Ravens. I, I think right now that's the tri that's the love triangle. And I think mm -hmm. the Ravens are the best of the bunch right now. Like I said, it, a lot of this is going to come down to health. We've got to stay healthy. Got to keep Lamar healthy at the end of the season. Got to keep this offensive line intact. You know, we've, we've and and uh, and we've got to stay consistent. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. here we go. Here we go. <coughs> My man. Come on, Louis. Lewis. Why you got to do that to us, Lewis? You had to, you had to trick us. Uh, Lewis was tricking us here, uh, trying to say that he was on uh, the Orange and Black Insiders. Why would he be on a Bengals show? Oh, Derry. I guess he is a former Bengal, so that would kind of make sense. Um, let's see here if we can get uh, DK real quick. Do you want to? Is he okay turning his camera on? Do you know? If not, we'll take just audio. If that's yeah, all yeah, we yeah, get. whatever's w best, whatever works. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. I'm excited though. Uh, Do you want me to bring him in? Yeah, uh, let's see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bring him on in, Jimbo. Anthony, how are you, my man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm trying to cut the camera on, but they ain't giving me an option to. Okay. Oh, we'll we'll walk you through it. Oh, here um, we go. Jimbo, IT support. IT support. Well, it's on right now. Do you have something covering your camera? No, huh. I don't. Okay. As I, well, this is what we'll have you do. Hop out. We're, we're here so don't worry about it we're, we're we're here for you so hop out and try and just hop in one more time if that's okay all right we'll see if this works Let's see old, Let's old nuclear option always works for me yeah that's what usually happens with mine the audio won't pick up yeah. and then all of a sudden Any, anybody uh, know the reference from uh from parks and rec when when uh april deletes all the files and then andy her husband is who's uh chris pratt has said he goes uh I played a lot of Xbox and he walks up to the monitor and he blows in it like a cartridge. He goes, and then yeah. he smacks it off the desk and he's like, <laughs> try it now. And he's like dead serious. And I'm sure it worked. I'm sure no, it, it didn't. worked. Didn't no, it didn't oh, work. Dang, dang. That, I, I used to do it all the time. Hey, Anthony. <laughs> hey, if, if, if all we get is audio, yeah, I'll is take okay. it, Anthony. No, no worries. Um, can you hear us? Okay. Yeah, I can hear y'all fine. All perfect, right. How are you perfect. doing, man? I'm good. How about yourself? Good. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. The people came out in droves tonight uh, to get to know you and, and have the opportunity to, to to chat with you. We are so excited. Uh, you, look, we didn't give you a I, – I feel I feel like you're getting cheated because we didn't give you the, the proper WWE welcome. The one, <laughs> the only, the Super Bowl winning safety for the 2001 Baltimore Ravens. 2000. Anthony Mitchell. 2000, excuse me. Anthony Mitchell here in the flesh. Also, <laughs> the father of one, Keaton Mitchell. Uh, yeah. Man, we are so excited to have you. Thank you so much for joining the show. Man, no problem. I, I lost track of time, and then I finally looked at it, and I'm like, oh, it's time to get on. But, yeah, man, how y'all doing? Doing well. Yeah, doing man. well. Absolutely excited about this Ravens team. Now, I got to start by asking about your time here in Baltimore. So, I, I got to know, 
What was it like playing on the greatest defense of all time? Yeah. Uh, and, and then you got to take us through the field goal return. I mean, you, you got to take yeah. us through that play because, I mean, it's it's one of the top plays in Ravens history. Yeah, and really quickly, Anthony, there's a lot of young folks that might not know what we're talking about, but trust me, Glenn and I are OGs. That's right. We remember it. That's right. So, uh, so yeah, we, we want to know all about it for sure. It, it, it's one of those deals to where – you got all linemen on the field, <laughs> and they we blocked one, and I was trying to get the first one, but everybody telling me, leave it alone, leave it alone. I'm like, man, if I get caught by a, line, a, a, a lineman or a tight end, I don't need to be in the league. I'm, if they we block one more, I'm taking that to the house. I don't care what nobody say. Great. <laughs> you look at the actual footage, everybody was waving me to stay away from me. My, I blocked them out. As soon as I seen the block field. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, sometimes you got to trust yourself, right? Right, right. And I did. I trusted myself on that one. I said, I, I ain't getting caught by no kicker. I don't care how fast he is. If he if he run a full three, I'm running a full two today. That's right. Hey, hey must run in the family. I'll tell you what. Yeah. 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 My <laughs> goodness. I got I to gotta ask you a question as well. I, we'll, probably have, we'll probably hop back and forth between Keaton and, and you know, you being dad and, and watching the, the rise of him. It's been so exciting. But also, you know, we, we really love to talk about, you know, the good old days and, and, and that dominant defense. Um, but one of the things I got to ask you is, what's it been like, right? Knowing from day one that your son was coming to Baltimore, like how's that journey been so far and how satisfying was it on Sunday to see him get his, get his shot? Man, it, the journey has been, it's, it, it's been cool. Cause he, he, he's a humble kid. And mm -hmm. he, when I talk to him, he understands. Like I'm like, dude, you got to do. It. He said, Yeah, I'm gonna do what I got to do to stay in the league. So it wasn't just about him running the ball. And I knew deep down inside when I talked to the Raven scouts, when I talked to everybody during the draft day, that they was gonna give him a shot because they everybody I played with from Will Demps, Bart Scott, Ed, uh, Ed Hartwell, Chester Taylor, all those guys started off on special teams. And all of them ended as starters and got big contracts. But so I knew that he was going in a place to where he going to get his opportunity. He has the skill. It's just all about opportunity. And so that was the main reason why we picked Baltimore, because they're a franchise that believes in giving everybody an opportunity. If you can play, you can play, regardless if you draft and undrafted. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. I know that's right. Yeah. Now I got I got to ask you because we've been getting a lot of comparisons <laughs> the way this Ravens defense is playing this year. Number one in scoring, I mean number one in sacks, getting to the quarterback. You played, as far as I'm concerned, with the greatest defense of all time, and some are comparing the two. What, what's your thoughts on on the comparisons between today's Ravens defense and that one back then? If they can get close to our numbers, I I give it to them because it's it's more of a offense driven league to where the rules is not nowhere near where it was when we was playing so mm -hmm. the stuff we got away with they can't so it's, it's it's harder for them to actually make the plays we made so if they can get close to the numbers i i, I, I gotta give it to them it's it's, it's impressive mm -hmm. yeah no i think that is a tall task in that the from the style of the play like you talked about but also the rules of the game have changed right. so, so much that it, it one of the things i say on the shows all, all the time the best dbs in the league take the longest to lose they don't win 
Right. They just lose the latest, right? Like just based on the way the rules are set up. And you can't uh, touch nobody now. But right. We, we, I mean, if you watch a Ray Lewis highlight film, I mean, he's getting fined every single fines. place. All, all, <laughs> all those fines. So. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, every single one. It's just incredible. But uh, I also want to ask, uh, Glenn and I were kind of talking about this. Um, it sounds like it was pretty uh, premeditated that if you guys had the opportunity for Keaton to go to Baltimore, you guys had them on a short list. Uh, did you, you know, did you have an influence in that and, and talking to him about the franchise and, and things like that? You talked about that a little bit, but it sounds like for sure the Ravens are on the short list here. To be honest with you, uh, I, I got to give it up to his agent, Chris Kantz. He mm -hmm. did a phenomenal job of sending us the depth charts and sending us who gets paid if they get cut, who will make more money if they off the roster and more so on it. And so it was just talking to those and, and the Raven scouts was giving me the insight of what they was planning on carrying, what they was planning <laughs> on doing at the running back position. And it was just – it. To be honest with you, it was a better fit, regardless if it was the Ravens or somewhere else. But for it to be the Ravens and have a chance to be a part of the organization because it was a, the best fit of all our choices, it just meant just that much more. I mean, mm. you can you can ask for a better situation mm. that they presented to to my son Keaton. No, absolutely. I gotta ask a quick follow up, Glenn. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to know because I mean, if you look at his college stats they were i think he had what like 3k yards 3000 yards or something in 2 years i mean the kid was balling out right yeah. um was there what was the reasoning for you know him falling i feel like you know i mean obviously speed on the I, field the proof's in the he, pudding he, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this and my wife will tell you too he left the house at 190 mm. he weighed in at 178 and when I asked him, he said, Dad, the food at the NFL Combine is horrible. All I'm is food. <laughs> so, so when, when the scouts was calling me, I was like, look, man, he walked around every day, all day at 190. Right. And so him falling was because of his weight, pretty much, of what everybody was telling me. He just undersized, like, even the Jets. when, Because the Jets wanted him really bad. The Jets was calling me, but I asked the Jets uh, scout. I said, so why y'all pick the running back? over at Keaton and he said because he was bigger and so I said okay <laughs> bigger doesn't mean better but we'll see right <laughs> I, right. Love no, it. I, was, I tell I you what it. because Keaton looks like I mean he's a stout kid yeah yeah, he, yeah. He, he's not slight in any I don't see him as a slight runner and I mean, he runs oh. harder he, he runs like he's a heck of a lot bigger yeah everybody gonna be surprised how well he run in between the tackles and mm -hmm. you know when you when you scout him and you put the size on him, you be like, oh, he can't run in between the tackles. Mm -hmm. Ever since he was a kid, his best run was if you ask him where he want to run, he'll tell you in between the tackles. Man, so that, it, it, it's gonna it's gonna be fun to watch, and and and, and what people think he can't do, he's gonna be able to do. And um, I'm just excited for him, man. I'm excited that he had an opportunity to show. The Ravens flock of what he could do on Sunday. I mean, uh -huh. it's, it's, it was yeah. one, one of those things. If you was a fan before now, you knew it was coming. And if you wasn't a fan, you're going to become one because that's something that kid is prone to do. And long as he stay healthy and stay in tune to it, he going to the Ravens, they're going to love their choice. Oh, I love it. Yeah, no, no doubt. I, I, now, I got to say, I saw him out in the community just a day after Monday out in the community working with some of the youth football players. He was a guest coach. So, you know, we kind of got a glimpse of, of Anthony – I mean, I'm sorry, of Keaton as a player. 
But what what are they getting as a community member, as a person? What what's Keaton going to be bringing to this Baltimore community? He he gonna bring a little bit of me and 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 you know when when he was young and when I retired, that's what I did. I started my own football. I mean, I started my own track team, and and he seen how I took in kids and and, and paid kids way, you know. And and I trained Keaton. I trained a lot of guys. Keaton ain't the first kid I trained or from my track team that made it to the big stage, but he was able to see how important it is to give to so many that it's not able to, to do from they, you know, parent situation. So, you know, you can't blame the kids. So you got to show them love and you never know who you're going to touch. That's going to push them to be greater than what they thought they could be. Mm. Yeah. I love that, man. And, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, on the football, on the football field, it's really fun to see him, in combination with the other backs in that backfield. But the, I mean, you know, this plan here, I think that I'm, I'm a bit biased. I'm a Ravens fan, but when you ingratiate yourself in the community here, uh, I feel like there's a lot of power that comes with that, that can translate onto the field, right? Like you can really feel that momentum and that love. And uh, I mean, you, you, I'm sure you, you saw it with all the other players. I mean, I remember being at the stadium and, sh- and the whole, feeling the whole thing shake when anytime Todd Heap would catch the catch the football. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. Like this stuff like that, where where we really get behind our players that are out in the community that are you know um, putting a good light on for us on and off the field. And and I think uh, Baldwin really uh, appreciates their players for doing that. So that's exciting, man. Hey Jimbo, I want to add on the, on that. Yeah, uh, Anthony, I know you saw all the players rejoicing when Keaton was having success. I mean, yeah. Lamar's chasing him down the sideline, screaming at Nelly to turn around and block someone. Every, OBJ's grabbing his first touchdown ball and making sure he gets it to Keaton. What is it about Keaton's personality that you do you think that made all his teammates so happy for his success? He's he's a humble kid, man. He's a humble guy, and he's going to work. He's not going to do all the talking. He's not going to do – his, his thing is to prove it through his play. And so for those guys to see that he's not there to overshadow anybody, he just did to fit in and, and, and make the team better by his play. And he, whatever you ask, he can do, you know, and just like the coach had him on kickoff, he had him on, 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 on punt. And, you know, some of them things, this is his first time doing, but, you know, he's willing to do what it, it takes to be a Raven. And whether he's running the ball or running, covering punts and kicks. But at the end of the day, you know, him staying humble and him being who he is 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 is, is, is a gravitation to who the person he he is. Mm, yeah, man, that's that's so exciting. I'm 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 just how does it? I just gotta ask. Look, Glenn and I both have sons. I, my ten. son is two. Glenn Camden is ten. He's ten, man. Ten. Wow. What's it like as a dad? Like, how sweet is it watching your son just? get his dues, you know, being a dad on the sideline. It's got to be a different feeling than being a player. It is. But- it's a better, it's a better feeling doing being a player because you know, when you do it yourself, it's on you. But when you try to navigate for somebody else and it actually works, you know, you, mm-hmm. you, because you know, you, you got to think I ain't the first NFL guy who had the kid who tried to make it to the league, but mm-hmm. it's just, mm-hmm. it's just the choices I help him make. You know, and, and 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 just and it just come to fruition that it works. You know, and because you know everybody questioning why he going to ECU, why he ain't going to a bigger school, and I'm looking at him because ECU love him, 
and he want to go to the league. And the only way you get to the league is if you go somewhere where they love you and give you opportunity. And so it, and, and for him to be on that stage and doing what he's doing, man, I tip my hat off to him because I seen him putting the work in the classroom mm -hmm. and all on the field and, and doing what he had to do off the field to stay healthy, man. It was just a lot of sacrifice for him. And it's just something he said he loved and he went after it. Yeah, now I got to ask you another follow-up one here. When did you know, like, you're a dad, right? So, I mean, look, first of all, I got to say, I can only imagine. So, Glenn and I grew up together in the same neighborhood. Mm -hmm. We played neighborhood games. Tag, cops and robbers, whatever. You name it, we played it. Basketball. Yeah, basketball and football, <laughs> all of it, right? Like, all of it. Every kid in the neighborhood has their attribute, right? They're like, right. all right, like, this kid's this, this kid's that. Dude, the Ke Keaton's, like, from a dead stop to a – dead sprint mm -hmm. it is just outstanding like the kids got all-wheel drive right so but when did you know as a dad like all right i got a special athlete on my hands right was he like four was he six was he 16 <laughs> is there it, something it, that comes to your head it was a couple of moments i could tell you when he was running track he was eight years old he ran the fastest hundred time in the country mm. so i pulled him out of the hundred i said you got to run a 400 because if you don't get six feet you got to have speed endurance. You got to be able to hold your top end speed longer than everybody else. And then we was playing against the, the safety of Alabama. He went to Detroit. He's at Detroit. Uh, and we was playing against them. And I was giving some of his teammates, like Will, Will Anderson played with us. Mm -hmm. um, a kid, Nate McCullough at North Carolina played with us. And I was letting them touch the ball. And Nate's dad said, man, quit kidding yourself. Give your son a ball. And showing up, I started giving him a ball. I think he had five carries, five touchdowns at the age of 12. <laughs> and, and I was looking. He said, and don't be trying to satisfy these parents. Your son deserves the ball. And then another one is in high school where I think y'all not going to believe me. It's junior year. He had 51 touchdowns rushing. <laughs> How many games did they play down there? And, 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 and I'm going to tell you this. At least five of the games, he didn't see the second half. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Legendary. So, all of it was a simulation, basically, of it, – it, it, it was just like you running around with linemen on the field, right? They couldn't touch him. Yeah, and it, 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 it's just – man, he, he sacrificed a lot to be there. So, wow. I tip my hat off to him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I, I think what's, what's crazy is the combination of <laughs> – of speed, but patience, mm -hmm. the combination of balance, but, but the ability to run through all those arm tackles. I mean, I was just so impressed with, I mean, the vision, I mean, his vision absolutely blew me away. Like it, it, it just exceptional for a guy who was basically making his, his first ever uh, carries in the NFL to show all that in such a short period of time. I mean, it, it was it was absolutely impressive. But I, you know what? I got to ask you about uh, – I got to go back in time a little bit and ask you two things. I want to know, what was it like in the locker room during the scoreless streak by the offense when the offense could not get the daggone ball in oh. the end zone and the defense was still somehow keeping this team in games and winning some games? And then also I got to get your uh, – as a second part, what's your take on hard knocks? You, I think you were a part of the greatest of all time hard knocks season. Hmm. What's your take on it? Is it a distraction? Did you enjoy it? Was it as fun as it looked? All right. The first one is we loved it. I mean, Ray Lewis kept everybody in check. He, the, you know, so the defense, we continue to have fun in the locker room. We didn't worry about the offense. One of the things we used to tell each other is if they don't score, they don't win. 
if if we know the offense going through the slump, we got to have their backs. If they don't score, they don't win. And then about the hard knocks, I mean, I loved it. I ain't gonna lie to you. It was something. It, it, it was something special. And being a part of the first couple of hard knocks or the first hard knocks, it was just something that it's something that you get to go look back on. And so, yeah, I don't think it's a distraction. They stayed out of the way. They did. They filming from afar. You know, they wasn't up in your face. You know, just be yourself and don't try to go out your way <laughs> of performing for the cameras. Mm-hmm. And Jimbo, hey Jimbo, I, I'm sorry. I know I keep yeah, yeah, jumping in here. You played with a rookie, Ed Reed. What was a rookie? You guys were both. Would you had three picks that year, right? He had, he had like five picks his rookie year. What was it like playing with a young? What was a young Ed Reed like? He 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 was special. Yeah, I mean he was special. He, he was a competitor, so that brought out you know you see a young guy coming in that you can't slouch. You can't let a rookie try to outperform you. It was just. <laughs> You know, so it, it, he was a competitor. He pushed me, and I and I loved it, man. I mean, you know, you, the first round draft pick, and it was one of those guys. People don't realize I had three picks that year, so you know he overshadowed you a little bit. But at the end of the day, <laughs> man, I had fun playing with him. That is so awesome. I mean, you had to just just like you were talking about some other guys. Yeah, I'm sure you realized pretty quickly. All right, this guy is special. Yeah, um, he was. I mean, my goodness. Uh, so what, uh, you know, you're, you're Keaton's dad as well. So I'm sure you do a good job of keeping him humble. Now I'm, I'm sure he doesn't need a lot of help at that. You already mentioned he's a humble kid, but after the game, he played so well, what are you talking to him about? Like, Hey, maybe we need to, Oh, did he just drop? Oh no. Uh Oh, I hope I didn't hurt his feelings. We, we lost, and we lost him right when we were getting to the, all the super chats that were pertaining Oh jeez! Uh, I'm gonna hit him. I'm gonna hit him. I'm, DK, can you? Oh, here he comes. Oh, here here he comes. Go. Here we go. Let's here see if the go. camera works. Not gonna work. Be. Wait, Anthony. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm... All right. So I was gonna ask you. I know a big part of it, it. I think at least being a parent is helping keep your kids head on straight. Right now, it doesn't sound like Keaton needs a lot of help. That sounds like he's a good kid. But what are you telling him to keep him focused? But not really keep him focused. What are you telling him he needs to improve on? this coming week, right? He played so well, but there has to be something like, Hey, let's focus on this or, you know, let's work on that. Or are you just kind of hands off and saying, do your I, thing? I, I, I'm, 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 I'm the humble, I'm the humble seeker. <laughs> right. So I called him uh, yesterday to say, all right, it was 24 hours. That game is in the past. Move on to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't dwell on something you did when you get more to come. So it was one of those deals to where I was like, all right, let's put this, this 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 monster to rest and move on and and, and to continue to tell him to look after his body you know make sure you do the things to take care of yourself other than that he play a totally different position i'm hands off mm, fair enough mm-hmm. fair enough mm-hmm. now i like it though i like the i like the idea of making sure you know you you been 24 hours let's turn the page let's move on because the nfl is all about what you've done for me lately right yes sir mm-hmm. it is and, and, and you know you could you could you can start off good and go cold. So in order to to stay on a on the street, and in order that you you got to refocus. You can't you can't be in the middle of the week still riding the wave of of a game three days ago. So mm. now nah, that's that's one of the main things I told him. Hey, it's time to refocus. Get back to it. Get to the Cleveland game. Yeah, Asmodeus Thanatos puts in a super chat here. He says, I was ignorant of his game, but already a huge fan. Uh, I'm not sure if you're talking about Anthony or Keaton, but uh, either one, we certainly appreciate the comment. But I I also 
Uh, let's see. Asmodeus follows up by saying, I'm calling it now. Keaton is going to have a Jacoby Jones type of play in the playoffs. Well, he'll certainly never have to buy another beer in Baltimore, just like Jacoby doesn't after the mile high miracle. Uh, but I, I, I got to ask uh, your opinion on having a a father who's a former player. Like, I mean, do you look at it as it was an advantage for Keaton to grow up with his father as a former player? Or because we see, like you said, a lot of athletes have children and a lot of them try and get their children to follow in their footsteps and many come up short. And so I wonder, do you feel it's an advantage to have a dad who formerly played in the NFL or, or a disadvantage? Well, it, it depends on your approach. If, if you if you approaching it to where you living through your kid, it's a disadvantage. But if you approaching it to where you teaching him the pros and cons of what he doing and what he won't do it, for example, um, I can't yet. You got a lot of guys that yell at their kids for making mistakes at a young age. Well, you got guys making millions of dollars making those same mistakes. So mm -hmm. how can you yell at a kid for making it? And one thing I did is is, is help them stay in love with the game. After the football game, when they was kids growing up, we didn't talk about it. For what? I mean, when I'm going to yell at you and talk to you at 10 years old about a football game that's over with. So it was one of those deals to where it was an advantage because I understood that mistakes is going to be made and you can't ask more out of a kid than you are of an adult. I, I like that a lot. I'm taking that approach. Yeah, like That is it. awesome. Um, I appreciate the clarity, man. <laughs> yeah, parents too, and uh, my son's only ten, and he's growing. He's about to hit some flag football uh, starting this spring. So, um, I appreciate the wise wise words. Cakes Mitchell says, "I'm gonna have to snag that Mitchell jersey." Yeah, it certainly lines up the fact that you have the same last name there, Cakes. But uh, absolutely, get that jersey. This kid's gonna be an absolute star. Glenn, you went a little robotic. Oh, cool. It's okay though. But I just wanted to let you know. Uh, <laughs> but the, the other thing I, I, we don't want to uh, take, take too much more time from you, Anthony, but I got to ask you how often you in Baltimore, man, uh, me and my wife, we, we try to make some of the games. We didn't think he was going to play too much this week. So we didn't make it. So we trying to come up Sunday or, you know, but I know definitely I'll be there for the Cincinnati game, but trying to make it up Sunday and then Thursday game. And then we trying to uh, schedule ourselves around his holiday games too. There you so go. yeah, well, we, one of the things I was gonna mention is every once in a while we do a live show here in, in town at like a, a local tavern or something. If you're in the night before, maybe we hit you up and you come down and, and join us live. What do you think? Oh yeah, I love that. You know, I'm nice. I'm, I'm a radio jockey. I can do the. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, yeah, man. yeah. That's that's fine. That'd oh, be man. awesome. That'd be so cool. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Glenn. I think I think everyone's just so excited to see what what uh what Keaton can do with this. I I how. Ha were you happy to see? Because I'm sure you saw the rumors that the Ravens were were kind of kicking the tires on some running backs around the league during the trade deadline. Were you happy to see that ultimately none of those trades came to fruition, or did you kind of have a secret thought that you know that Keaton was kind of part of the reason why they weren't overextending themselves and reaching for a back? My thing is, to be honest with y'all, I don't think it would have mattered, you know, because he'd been in a position to where, you know. It would have been the same position he was in high school, same position he was in the college. In high school, he went in, they had him at the number three back. In college, then he went in, he, he was the number four back. And then, you know, right now in the NFL, you know, he came in, he's going to be the number four back. But with one thing he's always been prone to do is compete. So as soon as you slack off, his competitive is going to eventually take over. So if you're not competing with him, he's going to overcome you and um, – 
So whoever they would have brought in, it would have just boosted up his competitiveness of getting mm. on the field even more. So it, whatever they would have done, I think he would have been fine because he's been in a position to where he know how to compete and get himself out the hole. I like it, man. This kid, you know, look, Anthony, you know what it's like. Some players are meant to be Ravens, right? Like I've always said, there's a few players that have gotten away throughout the league where you really think, dang, that guy was meant to be a Raven. Like Nick Chubb is one of those guys where I was like, you know, I felt like he was built to be a Raven, right? There's a Roquan <laughs> when he went to the Bears. We mm -hmm. we talked, you know, we were like, dang, this kid was supposed to be a Raven. He ended up thankfully being a Raven. Sounds like Keaton's about the same. Sounds like the way he handles himself on and off the field, certainly built to be a Raven. We are so excited to watch him uh, continue to excel and uh, happy for you as a proud dad and a former member of the Baltimore Ravens to be able to enjoy that. You know, we encourage you and your wife to continue to enjoy it and, 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 uh, and, and of course, you know, be present in all the moments, but uh, we appreciate you so much for coming on. I know the, the, the folks we have watching the show were super excited about it and I'm sure they got a lot out of it. So thank you so much for your time tonight. We really no appreciate problem. it, man. I appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We'll uh, be sure to stay in touch if you don't mind. Um, and uh, when we do a live show or something, we'd love to have you come down. We'll see if you're in town, if you can make it. We'll uh, hopefully be able to, to sync up. Oh, yes, sir. No problem. Awesome. Have a great night. And thank right. you. Y'all too. Thanks, okay. Anthony. All right. Man, man, how lucky. First of all, the Ravens are lucky to have Keaton Mitchell, but man, is Keaton <laughs> Mitchell lucky to have Anthony Mitchell? No as his kidding. Father. Dude, how cool is that? He's like, what am I, why even talk about it? Let's just go get, you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Gosh, right. that's so cool. Like he seems like he's got the right perspective. Like, I mean, you see some of these athletes, man, you're going, oh, this kid has no chance. Like, they, they, but. Man, I mean, the direction. He took the opposite of the LeVar Ball approach. Yeah, like, and I love the message about, you know, they're not going to talk about the game as soon as it's over. And, and the fact that, why am I going to yell at a kid for making mistakes when we have adults being paid millions of dollars that make, we make the same, the same mistakes. mistakes? I think right. that perspective is is just, it's awesome, man. And yep, just to know that that guy has been the one uh, leading Keaton, I think Keaton's going to be just fine. I agree a hundred percent, man. That was awesome. Well, Glenn, the way we'll wrap up our show, of course, is giving our competition winner for this, this past week of the matchup. And uh, it's no surprise. This winner is no surprise. He, all he does what? is win, win, win. Um, so let's go ahead and put it up here. DK. Uh, how many is this for the year for one David Cutsale? Shout out. That's a, that's a three times this just year alone. Um, holy crap, Dave. No, it wasn't this just this year. Just this, this year, right? Of, yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. I thought he was, I thought this was a combination of this and last. Holy smokes. I mean, what are we going to have to do? Just send him a 410 Christmas tree? I mean, at this point. Seriously, right? It's just a care like, package. It's just a car cover. Just <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him a, a car cover. We'll get him a, 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 a shower curtain. We'll get him a rug, like an area rug. Yeah, there you go. Just with our faces on it, like. <laughs> I'm sure he'll love that. <laughs> he'll put that uh, in his workshop and you know, he'll let his dog rub his butt on it, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, shout out, Dave, man. Uh, we'll make sure legend. to get your gear over to you. Hopefully, do something special for you. But make sure you guys continue to participate in our competitions, of course, that are brought to you by Bet US. Check out Bet US uh using the promo code 410, or of course, you can use the link in the description. They give you a 125% match up to $2,500, not $25, not $250, $2,500.
Go check them out. Legal here in Maryland amongst a multitude of other states. Uh, you can do all kinds of bets. Hey, maybe take if, if there's an over-under set for Keaton Mitchell, mm-hmm. go find it. Take the over. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it might make yourself some easy money. But to make sure you go check it out, it's a great way to have some fun, gamble responsibly, and it's a great way for you guys to support the show. Um, I think that might be it for us tonight, Glenn. Yeah, thanks again to Keaton Mitchell. Thanks again. I'm sorry, Anthony Mitchell. And yeah, thanks yeah, yeah. again to Cole Jackson as well for coming on and, and making us all smarter with his film breakdowns. Yeah. Man, that was uh, that was a good show. And hopefully we can um, link up with Anthony in the future and ideally mm-hmm. in, in, in person, which would be Yeah, DK, absolutely- hold on. DK has something to say. Uh-oh. Super chat. Oh, we got to get the Super Chats. Oh, yeah. What am I thinking? Yeah. Dude? We got a My lot bad. here. Yeah, let's get into some of these because I was I was uh I was excited about uh Laura says, Hey everybody, I'm just curious if anybody else is a little worried about Lamar Jackson because we know how the Ravens handle these kinds of things. I don't want to hear tomorrow um that he didn't practice. Well, I, I really don't think there's anything to be worried about with yeah, the he ankle. was running down the sideline, keeping up keeping up with Keaton Mitchell. Glenn talked about that earlier. So yeah, I mean I he, he, he did a post-game presser. It showed no visible limp when entering yeah. or exiting that press conference. I don't I don't think there's I get why you're concerned because initially when he came up, he kind of got up slow, but uh it looked like one of those things where luckily he I think it was Bobby Wagner took his yeah, weight off of his ankle before completely falling down on the ground. He kind of rolled. And so yeah. I think that's what saved it from being, you know, more serious injury. Yep. Yeah. So no need to worry, Laura. We got this. Lamar's got this. Nick Roby says, saw Ravens two times in person, Colts and Steelers. Meh. Ugh. Hold on, Nick. You might not be allowed to go to any more games. Yeah, seriously. You might be the kiss We beat of death. ourselves, though. So you might be the bad luck charm, Nick. I hate to say it, bro. You might have to watch from the bar across the street. Get out of here, you jinx. That's right. Like, <laughs> no, Nick, we're just kidding. But yeah, man, it, uh. That's a tough one. I would encourage you to keep going, Nick. Shoot or shoot, baby. Just don't go to a playoff game. <laughs> That's terrible. Mozzie That's says when I you ask. look back at the playoff defeat since Lamar, the playoff defeat since the playoff defeats since Lamar's here, the defense has played well, especially twenty and last year. The this time offense better championship. They have to make it. Yes, Mozzie, you're right on all of that. I, I think what, what Cole ta- touched on it. Run it until they stop you or. Yeah, force you out of it, but then you have to be able to throw it once they do, and we have not seen that in the past from the Ravens teams, and I think this year, Todd Munkin needs to make sure that when a team decides to sell out, load the box, mm-hmm. and dare us to beat them on the outside, we have to be able to, and uh, so far, teams aren't loading the box because we have shown, I mean, with Lamar Jackson leading the league in completion percentage, that certainly helps, but also his ability to identify the blitz, get it to the hot receiver has been a lot better this year. And we have guys who can win win one-on-one outside battles. So, but you're hundred percent right, Massey until, until a team sells out like, like the Steelers do and take away the run and we show we can beat them on the outside. Then, you know, there's still that. What if? Yeah. Let's see here. James Lee Wiley says all respect to Cole, but what is Lamar's record? Against the Bengals. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty sensational, right? I thought it was like... Like seven and one? Yeah, I mean, it's something crazy. Um, yeah, when Lamar is healthy, it certainly is a difference maker. But, I mean, you can't disregard what they are. Different years, right? Like... Yeah. Doesn't... Different teams, different years. They're a totally <laughs> different team. Uh, Saya says... Approchet... Uh, rev- huh? This is messed up. Go ahead. Crochet revenge game. You know what that means. Take the under on all his player props. 
Jokes aside, do you guys see actually keeping Gino over Marcus? I don't think they'll be able to contractually. We kind of talked about yeah. this a few weeks ago. Can't get ago. rid of Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just too much. Hopefully you can keep both, but you can't get rid of Marcus Williams unless you find someone who's agreeing to take on all that contract with a trade, which I think would be pretty hard task, judging by his injury history since he's gotten here. Uh, but what, what do you think about taking the under on all his player props? I wonder if they even set player props for James Prochet. Yeah. And don't maybe don't take the under because it's going to be like 0.8 catches for 12 yards. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, what? In one play, he, right. he demolishes all of the. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what are they going to set the over under at that you're going to hit under? I mean, I guess you could, but it's going to be like eight yards yeah, over yeah. under. I'll take the under. Yeah. No, I hear you. But I think that is officially it for us tonight, folks. Thank you all for coming out. We ran deep tonight. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully we're able to keep getting uh, Anthony Mitchell on. And uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Ah! 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 Nice. <laughs>